Did you ever wake up and realize how did I overcome so much in my life? Well, yes, I have and I am so grateful for it. Every day that goes by, I have learned that life is about growth. The more you grow, the more success you will have. In this podcast, I interview women that have battled against the unthinkable and have found the power within to succeed through it. Join me in my journey as I share these amazing stories of women rising above it all. Hello and welcome back to The Power Within. Today I am joined by Carla Marie. She was born and raised in Michigan. She is a school counselor and a successful business owner by night. Being a school counselor is something that has been a huge passion of hers, to work in mental health and help the youth cope with emotional turmoil to daily living skills. Today she is married with two beautiful girls and a third one on the way in less than three weeks. Today she will share her story of many health conditions that she believes stemmed from poor mental health due to exposure of childhood trauma, anxiety, depression, mild heart conditions, indigestion issues, lack of sleep, and energy. If anyone can relate to any of these symptoms or conditions, you will want to stay tuned till the end to find out her solution. Welcome, Carla. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to have you on today. Um, As I introduced you and I read, you know, all those symptoms, I was just like, I, you know, so much, so much health, you know, that we have to, that we have to um, battle. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's just not easy in our life when we get hit with health issues, right? Definitely not easy <laughs> or expected. You know, I'm a, um, I just turned 39 in April and I always say with all the health conditions I had, I was also a marathon runner still, well, am not obviously while pregnant and I majored in health education. So nutrition was like my expertise and my passion. So even with exercise and diet, I still had a host of mental health and other conditions that just crippled me. So it just, it's crazy to think about. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, give us a little bit of your backstory and how you got started in um, your school counseling. Absolutely. So I'm going to go back a little bit to childhood. Um, you know, like most of us, you know, we had, we remember our childhood, whether it's mostly positive or maybe not so positive. And one thing when I look back, and I love my family, my dear parents who did the best they could, obviously, um, but I was never a happy child. Um, you know, I went through things that probably are familiar in some families. My, my dad was born in Italy, and so being a first-generation family, there's just a lot of different um, ways of seeing things and showing, um, showing emotional support and love and some of that was lacking while growing up and it really had um, a long-term effect on me. Um, So I would say, you know, I always dealt with self-esteem, low confidence, all sorts of issues um, my entire life. But when I was a child, I noticed that the way that I would deal with those feelings would be to help other people. And so even I remember being in high school and just always being the, um, the friend that everybody would come to, always being the one that would help kids through their trauma or their breakups or whatever, 
even though I would think in my head, oh, Lord, you don't even know what I'm going through at home, but that's okay. <laughs> and so I focused on other people, and that was kind of like my therapy. Um, and so nonetheless, I was the first in my family to go to college, um, did not get the support to go <laughs> right away. Um, I think my mom was unfortunately afraid for me to leave the house because I was kind of like a safety net for her. And how many of how many siblings do you have? So I have my sister and I through both of my parents, but then we also have um, step siblings as both of my parents were married before. Okay. So there's, there are five of us total gotcha. um, and growing up four of us lived in the house. So in a very, very small ranch that my parents still live in today. So <laughs> definitely tight quarters. Oh and yeah. <laughs> With five kids, I'd say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, so I applied to college on my own, paid my first room and board payment on my own through babysitting money, didn't tell my parents, got accepted and <laughs> off to college I went. Um, and I knew that I valued health and wellness. And so I ended up majoring in health education and business education. And I was a teacher for five years. Um, I loved it. Absolutely loved teaching health. I could teach about all the different subjects that I was passionate about. Um, but there was something that was missing. And those things that were missing were when kids were coming to me, um, talking about their mental health struggles. And I felt like I could only do so much. I would take them to the counselor. I would call home, simple things, but I kept telling myself, oh my gosh, I need to do more. So I knew that I wanted to get my master's <clears throat> in school counseling. And so I've been a school counselor for 11 years and absolutely love it. Love to help kids navigate through the ups and downs of life. Um, and that has been an incredible way to also help me therapeutically because I feel like if I can save even just one more kid of going through what I went through or giving them the coping strategies that I didn't have, um, then I'm, I'm doing what's right. I and love, so. I love, love, love that you said that. Um, <laughs> because, and, and I, and, and let me just backtrack what you also said about coping, mm -hmm. you know, the coping strategies. Um, I till this day, remember my, um, high school counselor, Okay. And it's so funny because I live a town over from where I went to high school. Mm -hmm. And now, um, the, there's like a, there was also like a head counselor, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, the, uh, not too long ago, last summer, I think I bumped into my counselor at a furniture store and I gave her the biggest hug like it was so nice to see her you know Aww. and and um and the difference that you counselors make you know by having one simple conversation is just so special so thank you for the job that you do and and continue to do with the youth you know because like you said if you can help one child through it's an amazing it's totally amazing you're welcome. And you know, the best part is I go to work and it doesn't even feel like work. <laughs> you know, my, my best part is working with my kids one-on-one -on -one and just spending that time. And, and I think oftentimes I'm a huge advocate for um, 
sharing my personal life with kids. And so if they're talking about their anxieties, I will disclose and say, I hear you. And I will tell them, you know, how, how I dealt with it and that it is real. And I think, you know, any person, the number one thing that any person needs of any age is validation. They need validation that you have heard them, you understand where they're at, you know, be empathetic towards what they're going through and that's it. And sometimes you don't, you don't need even need to do any more than that. And so just seeing my kids and helping them any way that I can, whether it's from personal experience or obviously sharing tools that I've learned in college and, and this and that, because we're not therapists, you know, school counselors are offering guidance and helping, you know, them to be their best academic self and, and mental, social, emotional self. But, um, but it's rewarding. And I found that through my turmoil of my own mental health, the only time felt in my true elements where I could shine would be in front of a student or in front of a classroom like when I taught like I felt like that was my safe zone you know even through I've had a failed marriage and going through a divorce even through just all of the own my own trauma in my own life the only time I really felt normal when I could give back to other kids and take the focus off of me and um and that's well, you're giving back. You are truly giving back um, more than you know, more than you know. <laughs> um, so, Carla, can you share? Because um, my podcast, it, it, its purpose is to share those stories of our, our life that have mm -hmm. been able to allow us to overcome, you know, and, co and come out of that with. Um, with faith, with a stronger mm -hmm. purpose. So, mm -hmm. so can you share with us one of those moments um, that you had to, you know, find yourself and overcome? Absolutely. <laughs> so um, back in, back in 2009, I would say was unfortunately a pretty downward spiral um, in my life. I had just, um, gone through a divorce um, with my first marriage. I was laid off of my job, my teaching job. They had closed, um, closed my school. So we, we were all laid off and I lost my house in a matter of about hmm, four and a half months. And um, what I had going for me was I was just finishing my master's in school counseling and I had a big decision to make. I was now on my own. Um, my depression and my anxiety was running rampant. I had a host of health conditions, although ironically, I had run two marathons that year. So physically from the outside looking in, I looked like a rock star. No one knew wow. what was going on <laughs> beneath mm -hmm. my skin. Um, and so I had, I had hit pretty much rock bottom. And I remember laying in bed in my house that I was about to lose and thinking, all right, coming from someone who had zero self-esteem and then just losing a relationship and, you know, thinking of my inner child and all of the trauma that I had gone through as a kid, I gave myself a really good self-talk. And I was like, I can do this. Like I'm, I'm way stronger than I ever give myself the credit for. People value their relationships with me, even if it unfortunately wasn't the marriage that I was in people need me and I need them. And so I made a decision and I actually, within two weeks, um, found uh, my first school counseling job across the country from Michigan to Arizona. 
I packed up my car and I drove across the country and started a new life. Wow. <laughs> Thousands of miles away from my family um, and started my counseling career. And I think back to this day and, um, and that was probably one of the hardest years that I had ever gone through up until that point, of course, right. um, because obviously later in life with kids and more postpartum and all of that, that was another hurdle to get through. But I remember thinking I did it and I did it by myself. And the reality was I did, in, in return, I didn't need anybody else to make any decisions for me but myself. But what came out of that experience was true self-worth. And I learned that if I don't love myself first, I can't expect anybody else to. And that was really the beginning of a journey for me that continued to heal um, who I was as a person, more my self-esteem and my self-worth and my confidence. Still dealt with health issues and eventually we'll get to talking about how that started to resolve. But, um, but that was definitely a turning point in my life where I felt like I need to be the decision maker for once and give myself the strength and courage and credit that I can do this. And ever since then, I've been a very um, independent go-getter <laughs> that often feels like sometimes I don't need anybody <laughs> but myself <laughs> to make a decision. Um, but compared to where I used to be, that is actually um, a blessing that I went through all of those situations. And what would you say was like that turning point that you said, okay, I, I need to validate me and my self-awareness for myself? I think for me, it was finally tuning out what everybody had been trying to tell me. Like, I think I just got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm alone in this exact moment and I have myself to live with. And it's almost like for the first time in ever, <laughs> I just took my own advice and, you know, and just followed my heart. And um, I think that that's something that I had such a hard time doing leading up until that point, because I felt like I was just kind of a puppet and allowed myself to be controlled by everything else around me that when that was almost taken away, it was like, a cage opened and I was a bird and I just flew out and was able to do it. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> you know? It's like you took the reins of your life and you said, that's it. I'm going to yes. own it. Yes, absolutely. And I truly believe we have to fall face first, rock bottom in order to be able to get back up and run with it. Like we have to face you know, valleys in our life and we oh, have to face hardships mm -hmm. in order for us to really be able to see our strength and turn it into, you know, assuming we allow it to a success story. And I'm to this day so thankful for my childhood. I'm so thankful for, you know, losing my job and having a failed marriage and, you know, having to move and all these things because, that gave me strength to go through what was going to happen in the next phase of my life. <laughs> right. Exactly. Now um, let's talk a little bit about the next phase in your life. And you mentioned before um, postpartum. Yes. Yeah. So I was in Arizona for a short year. I loved it there, but I missed my family terribly and I came home. And so the first year that I came home from Arizona, it's like 2010 now, um, and I unfortunately went through 
the worst up until that point in my life. So I'm like 27, 28, um, depression and anxiety I'd ever gone through. Um, I was suicidal still to this day, have not told many family and friends, um, lived by myself in an apartment and had just gotten the job of my dreams in Michigan with the district that I'm still a part of now. So ironically, there were so many great things happening for me, but my mental health and my wellness was out of control. Um, and so I shortly thereafter did end up meeting the love of my life and the one for me met my husband and we, things moved quickly. We were living together within four months. We were married within a year, a baby within a year after that. Um, and that temporarily took um, the weight off of some of my mental health issues. You know, I was in love and I was happy and I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing, which it was and still is. Um, but it wasn't a cure. <laughs> right, right. I was right. on, at that point I had developed um, some heart conditions mm -hmm. and I was on a beta blocker. I was on anxiety meds. Um, I had suffered from IBS for a long time, but um, had to start doing more. It was ramping up because of my anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, so my health, again, still a marathon runner at that point too, and still eating healthy and all those things was going through some pretty scary health things. I had liver lesions. I just, there were all sorts of things going on. I was a mess. Um, we got pregnant with our first child and I was the person where if you asked me if I loved pregnancy, I would look at you, roll my eyes and say, are you kidding me? <laughs> like I had the hardest time. I remember being four months pregnant with my first daughter and having panic attacks that literally were taking my breath away and me thinking I had to go to the hospital like every five minutes. It was that, oh, that no. could not control it. <laughs> the only time I felt controlled, ironically, when I was at work in my element counseling my kids, like that was the only time that I really felt safe. Um, so baby one comes, she's a blessing, she's born. And my postpartum depression was scary to say the least. Um, I did not want to leave the house. I didn't want to hold my own baby. It was, it was awful. Like I just, I was a shell of myself. It was, it was really, really, really scary. And I worked through the best I could, was taking a host of medications to help me through and kept on trucking along, still worked, you know, dropping your baby off at daycare and all those things that were just hard experiences, but got to do what we got to do. So Two and a half years later, we got pregnant with our second one. We knew at this point we wanted to have a couple of kids. So I <laughs> did not like that pregnancy either. It was just as bad. <laughs> um, but obviously blessed. You know, I always say this because when I talk about my experiences with pregnancy, I always say I know that there's so many women and families who try to have kids and they can't. So, I so I'm so blessed and thankful to be able to birth, you know, my children um, despite not having had the best experience. I just want to put that out there that I always am praying and thinking of those who are having a hard time and might think I'm being insensitive to that. Um, so after my second daughter was born, <clears throat> same issues arise. I had to stay in the hospital for longer. I was having heart complications, um, pre and post eclampsia, all sorts of different health experiences. I would say the birth of my sec after my second daughter was by far the hardest and I could not recover. It was nine months um, postpartum with her. I had bouts of depression, 
you know, I had ideation, suicidal thoughts. I, it just was horrible. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like this is supposed to be the best part of our lives, having right. kids, and being a mom and, you know, obviously working full time too, which is not easy, but that's life. Everyone, you know, lots of people do it. So after my second daughter was really, really when um, things probably reached the worst for me, health-wise, mental health, physical health. Um, I would even say marriage started to suffer a lot because of the stress and anxiety, us working full-time, dropping two kids off at daycare, etc. Um, and so that was, that was difficult. And then what happened next and what I was able to discover next was what really helped pull me out of the deep waters, so to speak. I was just going to say, what did you do? Because, you know, <laughs> it, it sounds like you were having a very tough time with, with your, your postpartum after your pregnancies. And, uh, I know that postpartum is real. It is difficult. And mm -hmm. you cannot do it alone. You need help. And if yes. medicine is, 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 you know, some people will, will be receptive and some people will, you know, um, will take it, but please do tell us what, what did you do next? Yeah. Well, you know, I am an advocate for whatever your body needs. And if you're working with medical professionals and they're suggesting something to help, you go with it. I mean, if that's what you know, you go with it. So I'm very thankful for the medications that I had to take, although I told myself and I fought really hard with the idea of, I don't want to be on this the rest of my life. I right. can't. I don't want to. I don't want to rely on this. I don't want to have withdrawal symptoms trying to get off of all these different things. Um, and my husband suffered from anxiety and a whole host of health problems too. So we were both battling this you know, pharmaceutical, <laughs> um, you know, what have you, where we just constantly were refilling prescriptions, et cetera, right. just to get through. So about two months after my second daughter was born, um, my dear friend started talking to me. She is someone I've put on a pedestal my whole life, just someone I trust with anything. And she started talking to me about uh, my anxiety and started sending me articles on gut health and the relationship between your gut and your brain. And at that time, I was so overwhelmed with information and being a mom and breastfeeding and packing lunches and bottles. I was like, girlfriend, I love you. I ain't got time for this. Right. Leave me alone. I got two so, kids. I got right. work. <laughs> right. I'm like, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? So I ignored her. And she kept reaching out and I ignored her and she kept reaching out and I ignored her. And finally, after about seven and a half months, I told my husband, you know what? She's been reaching out to me for months. She cares about me. We have known each other since middle school. She's not trying to get me to buy something from her. She knows me because she was suffering from some of these issues as well. And so I started doing my research and I realized that 80% um, of our serotonin, our happy hormone is in our gut. It's not in our brain. And we think about the American diet and, you know, the physiological and psychological stress and how we feel that in our bodies. And mine is tightness in my chest. Mine was IBS, having hard times going to the bathroom, um, fatigue to the point where I can't even keep my eyes open and I'm taking naps like as soon as I get home from work. 
there were times after my daughter was born where I'd come home, I'd give my oldest an iPad and I'd go lay in my bed with my baby and I'd breastfeed her while I fell asleep until my husband came home and rescued me because I just had zero energy, could not make dinner, did not want to play with my kids. It just was, it was bad. It was bad to a point where I said, this is not what mommyhood should look like. Right. Nobody should, nobody should be suffering like this. Nobody right. mm -hmm. should be like this. And so your, finally, your body was shutting down on you. It was shut down. It was shutting down for sure. Um, so I finally gave her a call and after doing some research on my own, I noticed and realized that the company that she was with offers um, all natural plant-based supplements that feed your gut what your gut needs so that it can function and help with all the other different body parts of your brain and all the systems to really, really, truly help heal you from the inside out. And so I'm not a science person. I still am not to this day, but I, <laughs> but I saw and believed the changes that she and what I found out to be so many other friends that I had that I had no idea was also taking this. And so I jumped in and I was like, you know what? I take five or six medications right now. What is, you know, a couple of all natural plant-based supplements going to hurt? Like right. if anything, it just doesn't work. So um, I reluctantly and skeptically started a program, even though I did some research and um, within, I would say days to a couple of weeks, I noticed some significant changes in my health, starting with energy, um, sleeping better, not having heart palpitations. I used to have a lot of heart palpitations centered around um, what I thought was my mild heart conditions, which turns out to be just more anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, bathroom issues started to clear up. Things like brain fog, which I have had my whole life. I started to feel smarter. It sounds so crazy, <laughs> but I could think better and I could speak better. Uh, my husband, after a month, noticed that I was nicer and we laughed out loud together because he said, I noticed something. Don't get mad at me. And I was like, what's that? He's like, you're nicer. And I said, I knew something was wrong. I could tell too. And we just started laughing. Um, but like my mood started changing. Um, within two and a half months, I was able to get off my anxiety medications a hundred percent slowly weaned myself off, but I was eight because it was amazing. And one thing I never, ever, ever, ever anticipated in my entire life was to live a life without anxiety that did not exist for me because I had it ever since I could identify what it was called, you know? Um, and so to start to feel free in my own body and to be confident and to get back into exercise, I was able to lose healthy weight. Um, you know, I noticed I wasn't craving that addiction to like sugars and sweets and, um, it just honestly, within months, I was a completely new person. And, um, this is coming from someone who, like I said, I was a marathon runner. <laughs> I knew how to eat well. I pride myself off of being, a, you know, having a balanced diet and 
cooking nutritional meals for our family. I did those two things and continue to do them today, but um, I was missing a link. And that for me were gut health supplements that truly helped heal me from the inside out. Um, so I started sharing with my family and friends after four and a half, five months and started being able to help others get their health under control. And today it's been three years. Um, I am nine months pregnant, due in two and a half weeks. And this has been the best pregnancy of my life. And I am now one of those crazy people who love pregnancy. That's, I literally, that's wonderful. <laughs> who I literally called crazy, literally could not stand people who loved being pregnant. I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I am one of those people. Like I have not had a hiccup in this pregnancy. I totally get, I have two and a half weeks left. Anything could happen. But I truly, truly believe that my body is so healed and healthy from the inside out, starting with my gut, that this is what it feels like to live a healthy, balanced, you know, life with health and wellness that we all deserve. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, so I get to be my, um, I get to be my school counselor and help with mental health. And I get to be a health and wellness advocate and help others with their physical and their mental and their, you know, any other types of health conditions or ailments that they have, that they have faced or are facing. And it's like the best of both worlds. I'm just, I'm on cloud nine to know that I get to do this daily, you know? Yes. Yes. It truly is a blessing and a gift that, um, that now you can, you have been able to be healed from the inside out and enjoy your pregnancy. Yes. <laughs> that, now, um, where can the, our listeners uh, find you and get more information about the, the products? So I am on Instagram and Facebook. On Facebook, I'm Carla Marie. Marie is my middle name. Um, I, on Instagram, I am Carla Marie as well, but I, my profile is pouring from a full cup. There's oh, okay. Because we all know you can't pour from a cup half empty. No, we cannot. <laughs> and um, I never thought that my cup could be full, and it is. So pouring from a full cup is where you find me on Instagram. Um, and I, the company that I work with, we have our own website, which is something that I could share once someone, you know, wanted more information to reach out to me. Certainly. But, um, mm -hmm. But that's Excellent. where I am. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much, Carla Marie. If you can just share one last tip to anybody that is suffering from any, um, you know, not only the gut, but the anxiety, like you mentioned, what, what would you say to them? So my first piece of advice is, one, you are never, ever, ever alone. There are always people who are going through what you're going through and there are always people that can help. So honestly, you, the first step is you need to ask for help, whatever that looks like, whether that is from a, you know, mental health professional, whether it's sharing with a friend, maybe, you know, there's so many people that are suffering who hold it inside. It's a pride thing. They don't want to let people know that they're hurting. Um, and unfortunately I didn't talk about this much, but I'm a huge, um, suicide prevention advocate. And unfortunately, those who 
hold on to their grief and their anxiety and their pain, um, sadly walk that close road to, you know, to thinking about suicide. So the number one thing is to just speak up, tell somebody, um, there is no much more relief than being able to say your fear and what you're struggling with out loud, because then you're not holding it on inside your head for only you to hear. And when, when we don't say it out loud, um, unfortunately our fears take over. So one is getting help. And if you don't know where to get help, you ask one person, they'll help you. You ask another person, you just don't settle. Don't settle. Um, It's so important not to settle and think that the life that you have now, assuming it's one that you wished was different, um, that that's how it has to be because that's not how it has to be. And I'm living proof of that. (laughs) What I thought when I was younger to where I am now, I never thought that I would imagine a life right now of true health and happiness and being able to do what I love and also being free of, you know, anxiety and all sorts of different crippling health conditions that cooped me up, you know, so just don't give up. Excellent. Thank you so much, Carla Marie. I will be sharing all that information in our show notes. And it has been a pleasure. We look forward to seeing photos of you and the little addition. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I really, truly appreciate it. Thank you for listening to The Power Within. If you are a courageous woman and you would like to be a guest on my show, let's connect. Also, if you like what you heard, give it a rate and review. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any weekly episode.